Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, so if you're interested in even more of me, you might want to head over and get my free workbook. And if you've already got that, make sure you subscribe because my emails every week are straight up truth and soul. Don't miss out. Okay, so today we have Kylie Bond on the show. She's a hair educator and biz strategist. I can't say that word. Uh, She's a strategic. How do you say that, Kylie, the word? Um, A business strategist. Oh my God. Thank you. Okay. And she's empowering beauty pros and uncovering their hidden potential while gaining confidence and consciously creating their dream careers. Kylie, thank you for being available today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, totally. So I know just from, you know, kind of connecting with you on Instagram and everything that you know, like you've kind of similar to me, we've had different journeys, but in a, in a lot of ways, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between having head salons and kind of doing, you know, we both use Davines. Like we just like, kind of feel like, I feel like a kindred spirit to you, but I know that your journey hasn't always been just like, Oh, cool. I'm just living my bliss. Like most people I find get that way or get, get to this really cool, like tailored business because they've tried a lot of things and had things not necessarily work out the way they wanted to. So I kind of feel like we should just uh, cannonball in and talk about like this time in your career and how you've kind of gotten your business and what you've done to make it honor you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I honestly really haven't talked about this a whole lot, I feel like. Um, So this will be fun. (laughs) Yeah, I love Um, it. So let's see, starting... From the beginning, I just, I really love to learn and try all the things. And I feel like that can definitely be scary at times, but I went from, you know, a commission salon and then opening a studio and then open having actually a business partnership that ended up not working out. Um, and then I had a spa in my salon and then we had a boutique in the salon and then we expanded into the place that we are now and our team was growing exponentially. And I honestly just had to, um, have a little bit of a reality check because at the time it was like more is more is more. And whenever, actually during quarantine, um, had time to think and actually realize like what was most important and wanting to do things more intentionally moving forward. Man, I feel like you just, you just kind of told my story. I didn't know you had a partnership that, um, dissolved also. Yes. That was in like 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while to kind of digest that. Um, but yeah, so, so like during, during quarantine and like kind of realizing that, like what were some of the things that you kind of maybe like, cause I totally relate to like, keep like the wheels going and things going so quickly that like, you maybe didn't give yourself permission to even like check in with what you were doing. It was just like, so like, this is what you do when you're successful in a salon. How did you, like come to these realizations and what were some of them? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I feel like during, we actually shut down when we were on spring break. So we were in Florida, which is not a bad place to be, but it was, it was almost like paralyzing because it's like, okay, my business and everything that I've put everything into and all of my girls, like I'm worried about them. They're not near me, but I'm with my family and I literally just stared into space for a few days, which I'm sure many people did after getting the news that, you know, their businesses and everything were going to shut down. But then after I let it sink in, it was like, okay, we have our health, you know, we have our family and like I was putting so many of my eggs into my business basket and I had honestly let go a little bit of like taking care of myself and taking care of my mental health and and really putting the focus back on my family. Um, thankfully, I have an awesome husband, so he's supportive and, you know, I always dream the dream and I'm like, let's go for it. Um, but it was just a super um, major realization that like, okay, what is the intention behind this? And like, why am I doing this? And like, what, what is the end result? And it's kind of like, remember why you started kind of thing. Yeah. So like, would, would, would you say that you kind of, it kind of shook you awake to like, maybe not even knowing how you were maybe operating in your life? Yeah. 100%. I feel like I was just go, 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 trying to, you know, do all the right things. You know, if you are a salon owner, then you do A, B, and C, and this is what a successful um, salon looks like. But then you're right. It did like kind of shake me whenever I, I, that was no longer there. It's like your identity is like stripped a little bit and you're like, hold on a minute. What was actually happening? So it allowed space to realize um, what was going on. And then like where, I wanted to change things moving forward. Yeah. So now when you go back, like what are some, cause that's definitely happened for me. And I know it's not like a, it's not like you realize this and then you turn around and you're like, poof, I've got a new business. It's like, whoa, you start to like see it for what it's been and like not necessarily be able to change directions instantly. So what has that been like looking like for you? Cause I know people, I, I mean, I've talked to so many stylists and during this time, people, you know, whether they're working for a commission salon or what, whatever, wherever they're at in their lives, I feel like they, there's a lot of people that had a similar moment, but then it's like, oh my gosh, we can't just like not go back to the places we work. We can't, you know, like these kinds of changes and transitions, they take time. So what has it looked like for you to do this? Yes. So, um, major changes in the business. Um, I can totally relate with the um, boundaries conversations that you have because to be totally honest, I did not have them. Like very few of them, if any. So I was trying to please my staff. I was trying to be sure that everyone else was okay. And I knew that that had to change moving forward. And um, on the back end of this, I had been working on, you know, a a coaching program for uh, beauty professionals. And I was like, I feel like this is really what I meant to do. In addition to doing hair, of course, because love what I do. But I was like, 
I'm giving all of my effort into this business model of, you know, more is more is more. Let's grow the salon. Let's do, um, like have the salon manager have, you know, this many stylists, because that's what success looks like to some beauty professionals. But then I realized that maybe that's not what success looks like for me. So, um, I did make some radical shifts when I returned and, um, it did rock the boat a little bit. Um, I will probably divulge more on that, um, down the road. It was not easy, um, to say the least. And I definitely, um, wish those that are no longer with us, you know, their best, but I knew that some changes had to be made. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I feel like it is also recent and like, I feel like there's a lot to be said for being like, you know, I'm not through that storm yet. So I'm not ready to, so I totally appreciate that. And, you know, yeah, it's funny how we can, like, I feel like there's this like old school salon mentality and then like the new school, it's like, you know, I had a conversation a while ago with Kimber and I know you're friends with her too. And she was like, yeah. In what other profession is it like boss level to like slowly do it less and less, you know, like when you get really into it, like into a career, like in what profession do you like, is the goal to kind of, you know, do it in an elevated way and do it less and less. And I, and it's not true for everyone, but I do see that as like something unique to our industry and realizing that like, what if the old school salon version of success is like the big salon and the you know, like 16 chairs or whatever, and like being booked all the time. But what if like the new school version of success is like micro salons and small and fewer guests and having higher elevated experiences? Like that's what I'm here for. So I love what you're saying. Yes, 100%. And I feel like I felt myself, you know, working 12 hours a day and trying to squeeze everybody in just to make everybody happy. But in the end, you know, they may not have been getting the service that they wanted. And I was going home completely depleted for my family. So, of course, I did that to myself, but I'm 100% into what you're saying. And I think being more intentional and maybe serving like less people, but creating more space for them is huge. And that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah. So, like, I know for me, like, what I was doing when I was doing that, but have you figured that out for yourself? Like, were you hustling for your worth or what do you think that all of that was? Ooh, we're getting deep. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yes, I would say that I heavily tied my worth to achievement. So, um, If I can, you know, if I get this certification or once I do this and have this many people and, you know, I feel like I kept striving for this unattainable, I don't even know the right word, like some unattainable perfection that's not realistic when, like when you bring it back down and instead of like, looking at everything day to day and just going through the motions, like big picture, when you zoom out, it's like, what are you actually doing it for? Yeah. I feel like I just got lost a little bit in the conversation. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I feel like we all, I think you getting lost in the conversation speaks to us getting lost in our careers and our lives. Like I was like, yeah. you, when you said you got lost a little bit, I'm like, yeah, I think we've all gotten a little lost. So I feel like in, in, in our careers and in our lives and kind of losing ourselves and like that definitely happened for me. So, you know, I mean, you, you actually picked the perfect choice of words. Okay, good. Because I feel like all the thoughts are coming at 100 miles an hour. No, it was amazing. This makes sense, but... No, it totally makes sense. And I think that, yeah, like, like I think, I think so many of us started in this industry at a time where, like, you're, you being, like, able to, like, be labeled a successful stylist was attached to your productivity and and not necessarily like even teaching you your numbers, because I feel like if I had a long time ago understood my numbers, I could have gotten pretty creative with how I made them. Like, oh my God, like why do, like maybe I don't need to see 16 people a day. Maybe what if I could see eight and do like this instead? Like, I feel like the creativity that like we now have, I just, I didn't know that it was possible and I didn't know that it could look different and I can remember like being, you know, being in classes and things and those people that had like that kind of um, growth mindset being like, well, yeah, I see this many people. And like, I, I remember the first time I heard someone say like, I only, you know, this is what I specialize in. I don't really do vivid colors. And it was Kara Richard. She's one of my friends and she has a salon in Santa Barbara. And I remember her saying like, you know what she specializes in. And I thought like, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, I feel like the world of beauty right now is definitely changing. And I feel like for the better. And I love that. Like niching down and being more of a specialty, like luxury service and really providing value for your guests versus like just cramming everyone in. Yeah. And I feel like a huge part of that. Like I think I would have felt like kind of like guilty or like bad that I didn't see more people before. And I think that it was because like, I needed so many people to pump me up, but now I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, it's pretty cool to see four people in a day. Like to me, like I have a different reference point for what I, and I have a different like compass for what, what is actually success and what it looks like for me. But I know we've talked a little bit before this episode about how like having been kind of on our own or having these lonely moments or realizing like, Oh my gosh, like I don't want to have the boutique or I don't want the spa or I don't want this partnership. Like it's a lonely journey. And I feel like we have that in common. And, you know, we talked a little bit about how I feel like I had to be alone. I feel like I had to go through this stuff to be able to partner with people today and to be able to show up the way that I do. But can you talk about that with in your experience? Cause I know with your coaching, you're, you're showing up for people in a way that no one did for you. So can you talk about like what that's been like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I will start with saying that I had a lot of inner work to do. So tying back to what you said, you know, I was tying my achievement to my worthiness and just looking at things through a different lens at the time and like honestly like almost focusing on like okay what went wrong why didn't that work um I should have done this I should have done that you know but really going through all of the steps alone at the time I think made me stronger and 
allowed for growth that might not have happened otherwise. So I think that those, like literally everything that's happened in my um, career past, I think has led me to where I am today. So it's almost kind of like a spiritual awakening of sorts, because I think without that, I wouldn't have sought out the coaching that I did because I knew that like, I was like, okay, something has to change here. And at the time, honestly, I thought that I needed team coaching, but then what ended up happening was me getting the coaching so that I could become, you know, better for that and then relay it to other people. But the journey was definitely lonely at times because you're like, well, I I wonder if anyone else is going through this or, you know, am I the only one going through these things? But then when I went through my business coaching and had an amazing mentor, I realized that I wasn't the only person that felt this way. And there were other um, women entrepreneurs that craved the community because it can be a lonely journey, you know, as you're navigating all of the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that I've seen, like when people do decide to go independent, I feel like one thing that I hear like a lot of salon owners saying to stylists is like, okay, well, like this is a lonely journey you're starting on. And I think that that's like old fashioned thinking because there's so many people now out there like you and like me and that people that are like, we, it was lonely, but it doesn't have to be anymore. <laughs> there's people like you and me that are like, oh my gosh, like I don't want someone to feel as alone as I felt or like, you know, I think you can get so in your community and bogged down where you're at that you forget that there's hairstylists all over the world and there's a lot of them. And that's what's been so cool about social media and connecting in this podcast and realizing like maybe there isn't anyone in your town that you've connected with, but like that doesn't mean that that's everyone. And like we get so like small-minded I think thinking that like the salon we work at is like all the good hairstylists in the world or whatever and it's like no like maybe it's time to move on but there are like-minded people like ourselves that you know and I and I remember not knowing that so I want like to say that because I feel like I remember thinking like that all the people around me were all the people there were yeah I mean, absolutely. And you think, you know, your immediate environment, I think that goes back to almost like grinding it out and, you know, just like being in your tunnel vision a little bit. But then like once you realize that there's this expansive group of really cool humans (laughs) who also are in the beauty industry and have a similar thought process to you and like want to brainstorm and collaborate, like it's just so empowering and it's super cool to find those people, which I think is definitely interesting now because it's like, you know, through social media or, um, through events or, you know, things like that. Yeah, totally. So like, as far as like, you know, you've done this inner work and it's been kind of like, you know, you on your own. And I know that like, it's so easy to see what we're losing. Cause like, I know for myself, it's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't want that partnership to end, even though it was really for the best or I didn't, I just knew what I was losing. What are some of the things that when you've let go of like the thing you were holding on so tightly to that, like on the other side that you couldn't have seen before, but you were like, that came out of that. Mm. 
Yes. I think I was doing so much in trying to do so many things that I didn't realize how much like time and effort that those things were taking up um, potentially where I could be putting my effort where I'm like super passionate about and can really lean into, you know, what's best for me and what I do best for others and that kind of thing. So I would say definitely letting go of what my initial version of success was and leaning into this like new version of honestly just more of going with the flow and realizing that what's meant to be for you you won't miss out on because I think I was also trying to control the scenario a little bit like okay well this is how it has to be and this is what we have to do but then when things were too much it ended up that I had to you know make some radical changes and things like that because it was kind of, it was brought to my face and I, I had to do something about it. So I feel like, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I, I like, I just got the, like the picture of like trying to super glue something that's like broken together and being like, no, 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 it's fine. Look at it. It's, I put it back together. It's going great here. But really like realizing like, like, like the control that you had for it was keeping things in your life or, you know, that weren't really meant necessarily meant to stay there. And like, I like how it's like the season, the reason, whatever people come into your path. I, for a really long time operated that like, like if, okay, we started a business partnership, like there's no reason why I should have thought it was going to last forever, but I did. And I remember when it wasn't working, I was just kind of like hodgepodging it together. Like I was like, no, no, no. Like, let me just work harder. Like I'll just, I'll keep it together. And, and, and realizing how much that actually kind of keeps you stuck. And I feel like that, what you said, totally. I, I totally relate to. Yes. And I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think, you know, some people are in your life for a season and hopefully you help them, they help you. But then when that's time to end, like something better is coming. Yeah. And I feel like I'm someone, and I think I did it out of certainty and wanting to control and wanting to feel safe. Like, it's like, this is good. It's good. But it's like, but on the other side of good could be great. And like, you're going to stay in this moment. You just, and I feel like just like what you said about just like going with the flow and like surrendering more, realizing that like, I think I thought for a long time that things worked out because I was like, so on it. But now I'm realizing that like, that's not why things work out. Like you can be a good person and you can like hold things a little less tightly and like the right things will come into your life. You don't need to be like, you know, so hardcore, like controlling, you know, cause it's all like, I, I think like a couple of years ago, I just got, and I, maybe this happened for you. It's like, I don't know, like you kind of woke up and we're like, wait, I was doing it all right. I was following all the rules. And like, this is where it took me. Yeah. You think, you know, if, if I check these boxes, then everything will just be magical and fall into place. And I feel like I've learned that it's actually quite the opposite. Right. <laughs> like your best actually- effort. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I realize now, like I was actually sabotaging the things that were supposed to fall apart. I wish I in the past would have let things fall apart sooner. It would have been disappointing. It would have been hard, but like the amount of times I have to like literally hit the concrete phase first. I mean, I should be figuring it out by now. 
Like I, like, like, you know, Oprah says, you know, you get like a pebble and then a rock and then a brick and then a boulder. And it's like, I would like to get hit with a rock, not even a pebble, just a rock before I have to be like, Oh, so everyone sees that this isn't working. Where have I been? Yes, I have also shared many face plants, so you are not alone. <laughs> yeah, some of us just have to learn through experience, you know? I think so. And I think sharing that and sharing that, like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, because I know you have a beautiful salon, and it looks so awesome, and it, and it is awesome, but I think showing the reality of, like, how people get to their version of awesome is really I don't know. I find it so interesting because it's like, it's different for everyone, but like, you know, it's kind of, I say when someone gets a new puppy and you're like, how's it going? And they're like, it's awesome. I'm like, you're a liar or you're not taking care of that dog because anyone who doesn't want to give that dog back in the first week is, is not really taking care of it. So I feel like that's like, yeah, like with salon ownership, I feel like, and like being in this industry and having done it for as long as so many of us have, I feel like, the sh- the candidness of what you're sharing is just a lot more real than sometimes we get to see on Instagram. Oh, absolutely. I think it's easy to, you know, cause you want to post the good stuff and inspiring stuff, but I think it's crucial to realize and to share that like, it's not always sunshine, rainbows, and moon juice. <laughs> oh, I like the moon juice edition. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah so, it's a crucial part of, of the growth process too. Yeah. And I feel like you kind of can't skip it. And if, and I think like I've said before, but like my biggest fear or the thing that I would most regret in my life is having had this shiny career and never like, never like having my like boat leave the station. And like, I don't have many failures, but I also don't have many like, oh my gosh, that's so Lindsay moments. And I feel like that's one thing like people listening, I want them to be able to see that like, like failing and going left when you wanted to hang a right, like you only get that information when you try stuff. And like, I think that so many people are afraid of, you know, and insecure. And I think it takes a lot of confidence to like, screw up and to try things. And, and, and I, but the, this thing that I, like, I feel like for me is like, that's how I've gotten confident. Cause I keep like trying things. And if, when they don't work, I keep getting back up and I'm building trust in myself. So you kind of can't skip it. 100%. And like you said, you know, it's like these little blocks of courage that slowly build up because you're like, well, that didn't work out. So let's try this. Or, you know, you're just more, I feel like at ease with the trial and error process as you move forward. Yeah. And I think that it's like, you kind of start to build this muscle of like, oh my gosh, like life isn't supposed to just be comfortable. And I feel like it's like a rewiring process because I think that, you know, I, I can't remember who I was talking to a while ago, but I was like, they, they would be like looking at me and maybe say like, oh my God, well, she's had all these people not work out. She's had all this stuff. And it's like, look at me over here. I've just been this like high end stylist. And like, maybe they look down at me, but I would say we're playing different games. And I'd say, I'm farther down the road because I've tried 17 things that didn't work out. You think I'm failing? This is my process. And I feel like that's what I want like people to realize about like this industry. And that's why I love what you've shared is that like, it's all part of the journey and it's not like, it's like, and failing is like a pre-qualification to like getting anywhere. 100% because it's inevitable that 
poo is going to hit the fan at some point. So I think it just makes you ready for it. And then like, okay, use your problem solving skills. How are we going to do this? Or what needs to happen? Yeah. So like, you know, before like we end this episode, like what is like, what is the new like dream for your life and for your business? Cause you've shared a little bit about that, but I I'd love to know like where you're going, because I think that it would, you know, I don't know. I find it inspiring. Yes. I get emotional. <laughs> Sometimes okay. my good friends yeah. know me with sensitive Sally. Um, <laughs> but, um, so if, if I squeak apologies in advance, but, um, I feel like moving forward, I definitely want to be more intentional with my guests and hone in on the specialty and less is more. So working, um, two to three days behind the chair would be ideal. And then coaching other beauty professionals and empowering them to find, become aware of, and then give them permission to also consciously create their dream career. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I feel like just from everything that I've learned, I want to pay it forward because I saw like what it did for me. And I'm like, you can have this too. Like, you know, just getting back to the roots of like who you are, who you want to serve, like what you're here to do. Here come the tears. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, the impact that you want to make. Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I love that because I feel like we were told in hair school that, you know, we can have this really expansive, cool career. And then we're really not, we're not shown. And we really in the past hadn't seen people doing it in a way that really honored themselves. And I think that that's, what's so cool about what you're doing and like where the industry is going. It's like, wait, you can be a mom and a successful hairstylist and decide you want to do it two or three days a week. I remember you know, believing that you couldn't be more than one thing, because if you were serious about the thing that you did, then you wouldn't want, you wouldn't need all that other stuff. And like, you know, and I, it's just such limiting beliefs. And I think that's so beautiful and that people, you know, like you can, you can, you get to make it up, you get to do whatever you want to do, but you just have to believe that you can do it. So I think that's awesome. And I appreciate your time today. Where can people find you? Yes. So they can find me on Instagram at golden bond co. So it's G L D N, um, bond co. And then on my website. So I have a new coaching website, which I'm super excited about. And that is G L D N bond collective.com. So golden bond collective.com. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun.